What's going on, ladies, and welcome to another episode of That Do A Lifestyle. I want to greatly appreciate you guys for listening into another episode, and I hope I'm sounding uh, pretty fucking good because uh, I got a new podcast studio set up. Uh, I am pretty fucking psyched about it. Uh, I could go with the the video stream today, but I decided against it just because of the fact that I am not too sure. Uh, I, I want to make sure that the, the podcast audio uh, version is crisp and awesome. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that new podcast intro. I figured, you know, uh, new setup, new uh, fucking desk that I got, all that amazing cool shit that I have. I figured, why not and go with the new intro? I fucking love it. Uh, I got a stiffy just listening to it when I was uh, double checking to make sure everything sounded good. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, and with that, let's go ahead and start knocking out the house rules. Uh, if you haven't already, go ahead and hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to. That is the best way to keep up with new podcast episodes. If you follow us on social media, I greatly appreciate it. We are on social media, uh, everything under the sun. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, MeWe, Discord, all as 2A Lifestyle. So go check us out and follow us on there. You can also keep up with podcast episodes over there, uh, but subscribing to wherever you're listening to this podcast is the best way because uh, the last couple episodes I have not posted on social media uh, just because I I got them done late and I was fucking tired. So uh, excuse me for that bullshit. So appreciate that. Uh, also, if you haven't already, check out our Patreon. Uh, we are on uh, Patreon as to a lifestyle podcast. Anything you guys give us, it goes directly back into this podcast. As you can see, I, I got my new Mac uh, right here uh, that is going to hopefully produce great shit for you guys. Uh, you know, I'm upgrading. We're going to start producing more content besides just the podcast. So I'm very, very, very excited what the future is going to hold for the 2A lifestyle. So got that going, got all kinds of equipment and shit. Uh, everything you guys give us, greatly appreciate it. Uh, and also go ahead and check out our website to a lifestyle.com. We are going to be merging with just pews. Uh, as soon as I get my end of my shit done, uh, which hopefully I can do Mike, I'm sorry, <laughs> just fucking busier than a one legged man and ass kicking contest. Let me tell you. So, uh, go ahead and do all that stuff. And also last thing, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, please leave us a review is the best way for people to find us when they're looking for gun related content, uh, in their podcast platform wherever they're listening to so do that for me and with that let's go ahead and start getting into the show Gonna be going over some shooting sports as we always do here at Two A Lifestyle because we always want to, um, I guess, publicize the shooting sports because it is so important that you get involved with shooting sports because it is a great hobby and not only that but also it is great to invite other people that are either new into firearms have never been to firearms invite them to a shooting match they don't have to shoot they could just see. Uh, see how fun it is, see how cool it is, and it's a great way to show the love for the shooting. And this first article comes to us from Amalan, and the title of it is Morgan King Wins Precision Rifle Series Leupold Steel Classic. And what happened was, is Leupold and Stevens Incorporated, uh, you know, obviously they provide some of the best optics out there in Leupold. Uh, and they have announced the Leupold core team member Morgan King won the Leupold Steel Classic, which is a precision rifle event that was held January 30th through the 31st at Novasta, at Novasota, Texas, which is a two-day event, and the targets were out to 1,100 yards. King uh, won a Mark V HD with a brand new uh, PR2 mil reticle on his competition rifle, and he obviously, you know, pretty badass long-range precision shooter, so that's cool. Also, we also wanted to, you know, anytime a company makes a big impact in the Second Amendment community. We want to highlight them. And we're going to be talking about an article from MLAN that says that Air Precision makes a $100,000 contribution to the NSSF. Now, we've talked about the NSSF before, which is the National Shooting Sports Foundation. They were the, you know, they, well, I don't say were because they're probably going to come back with SHOT Show 2022. But obviously, you know, the NSSF runs SHOT Show. 
And the NSSF is basically, you know, the easiest way to, you know, just a quick recap, the easiest way to talk about what the NSSF is. It's basically, it's like the NRA for the actual firearms manufacturing companies themselves. So what they do is they lobby against, you know, legislation that is going to negatively impact shooting uh, companies and, and firearms manufacturers and things of that nature. So they end up donating $100,000 to NSSF, which is going to be a great help for some of the shit that we're talking about later on uh, the show. But huge fucking shout out to Aero Precision for that because I'm telling you, that kind of stuff is what is needed in our community in regards to having, you know, those type of organizations, effective organizations, uh, making an impact in regards to guarding our Second Amendment rights on the legislation level. This next article comes to us from Guns.com, and it is Bushmaster announces a comeback. Now, if you aren't familiar, Bushmaster, Wyndham Weppery, Remington, uh, all those companies were a part of Remington, and Remington went bankrupt a few months ago. We talked about it in a previous podcast, and Bushmaster, you know, they used to be the creme de la creme of fucking AR-15 manufacturers, but when they were bought out by Remington, the quality control of their firearms kind of went down. Uh, people still bought Bushmaster just because the name recognition, but a lot of people that kept up with firearms, uh, you know, they knew that the quality control of Bushmaster went down. But when Remington went out of business, they were purchased by Franklin Arms. And when Franklin Arms purchased them, you know, everybody was thinking, what's going to happen with Bushmaster? Are they going to come back? Uh, well, Bushmaster has announced on their social media that they are coming back. They are going to be manufacturing farms again, which I'm excited about because Bushmaster, uh, they have the infrastructure to produce a lot of AR-15 type rifles and put them into the market, especially now in this time when AR-15 type rifles are hard to find. You know, it sucks that they are out of business because, you know, I'm sure that they're missing a humongous market that, you know, I, I know for a fact, I'm not sure, I know that they're missing a humongous market that is being just inundated with sales and all that other kind of shit. And... You know, I personally, I have a Bushmaster firearm that was purchased pre, um, pre-Remington, and it is a, it's a great fucking farm. I love it. Uh, one of my best friends, he has an AR, uh, Bushmaster AR-15, and it was, of course, purchased pre-Remington, and it is a great farm. It is a great company. I've actually reached out to Bushmaster. Uh, hopefully, they'll come on to the show, and they can tell us about their comeback. Uh, you know, who knows? If you know anybody that's out at Bushmaster, let them know. Say, hey, we'd like to hear you on 2A Lifestyle and talk about your comeback. Speaking of companies coming back, Remington 8 70 shotguns begin production March 1st. So again, Remington uh, was purchased by another company. Uh, they were purchased uh, af- by the Roundhill Group, which is the uh, you know one of the companies that purchased some of the companies that were owned by Remington through their going out of business sale, basically their their bankruptcy sale, and they're going to be making the Remington 870 shotguns again starting March 1st, which again is a good thing because. You know, the more firearms we have in this market, the easier things are going to be able to be found, and the things are going to be able to be purchased for you know these first-time gun buyers that are out there. Uh, also, for us gun enthusiasts that already have firearms but want to maybe add something to our collection, uh, you know, cool stuff. Uh, another interesting thing. Uh, Gunbroker is being purchased by Ammo Inc. Now, if you don't know what Gunbroker is, it's basically eBay for firearms and firearms accessories. Uh, Gunbroker is a humongous org, you know, a humongous business. Uh, Ammo Incorporated is going to be purchasing them, and through the news release, it says Gunbroker, uh, you know, it's estimated 2020 revenue is 60 million dollars. Uh, the purchase price is going to be $240 million, and uh, the transition further expands Ammo Incorporated's vertical integration strategy, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So that's pretty interesting. I'm interested to see how that's going to go. I wonder what's going to happen in regards to um, maybe fees, maybe uh, the website platform, things of that nature. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with that. So be looking out for, for more news on in regards to that. Uh, another thing that we covered shortly, uh, not too long ago, was a CZ is acquiring Colt. And this is a good thing because Colt, I'm telling you, I don't know 
the CEO that was over cult whenever they decided to do all their bullshit the last few years, you know, stop selling to civilians and then they lost the military contract and then they started selling to civilians again. But a lot of people, uh, you know, it's just a lot of bullshit, you know, and they, they tried to do some things to try and, uh, I guess recoup their losses. You know, they started coming out with the cult Python again, and, and that's a humongous favorite amongst the gun communities, the gun, uh, the cult Python. So, uh, and also I think, you know, the irony shouldn't be lost because you have to think CZ was the primary handgun manufacturer for the Soviet Union during the Cold War. And, of course, Colt was the primary handgun and uh, rifle manufacturer for the U.S. Army during the Cold War. Of course, you know, being the M16 and the 1911. And, uh, you know, so you had these two companies basically making firearms for two armies that were potentially going to be at war with each other any any given moment and you know cz ends up buying cult don't let the irony in that be lost to you because it's it's kind of funny so now we're going to be talking about uh you know before we get into the the shit gun control stuff let's talk about uh one other thing uh the canadian p320 is withdrawn uh from service in the canadian uh military after alleged special forces misfire uh basically what happened was is that uh, Canadian Special Forces were using, uh, the, you know, uh, Joint Task Force 2, which is kind of like their uh, SF groups up there. Uh, he was shot in the leg, supposedly, while the pistol allegedly misfired. Now, there has obviously been a lot of shit about 320s when they first came out. They were, you know, a premier uh, firearm for law enforcement agencies. You know, there were a lot of firearms, a lot of law enforcement agencies across the country were ditching the Glocks and going to 320s. And, you know, that's when you started to see a lot of these trigger issues that 320s had. And SIG had voluntarily um, recalls on them. You know, you didn't have to get them replaced, but if you wanted to, it was free to be done. So it was basically the trigger was too heavy and they sent out new trigger packs or installed new trigger packs on the firearms. And that supposedly fixed the problem, even though there has been supposed, uh, news stories in regards to, uh, 320 still misfiring. And I've talked to other content creators about this. You know, there's actually pending litigation right now against SIG for saying that they're still misfiring. So uh, that is still going on. Well, apparently the Canadian military is not taking any chances, even after these voluntary upgrades, and said that, you know, hey, this happened. Uh, we're taking them out of service, and they are going back to the SIG 229s, which was what the Canadian Special Forces used beforehand. So be interested to see what's going to happen with this. There hasn't been any news in the United States military in regards to uh, misfires. Uh, you know, and anybody can tell you that just because you're special forces or whatever the fuck it may be doesn't mean you are the end all be all of fucking farms handling and instruction. People are still fucking dumb and do dumb shit whenever they're in these elite organizations. So. I'm interested to see what's going to happen in regards to that because I'm wondering if it's something in regards to holsters, is it something in regards to equipment? Uh, you know, there if you're in the military, you know, for the longest time, you'd know that you had to have pistol lanyards. That pistol lanyards are still a thing. Uh, you know, I could see some dumb shit like that getting in the way and, and possibly setting the firearm off. Uh, you know, and that's something else. I don't know if the Canadian military has safeties. You know, the United States military with their uh, M17s and M18s. You know, they require the firearms to have manual safeties. I don't know if the Canadian um, equivalent of the 320. You know, what their military adopted. If it has as manual safeties uh you know there's just many many things there's not a whole lot of information being taken uh you know being released except for hey this happened we're, we're you know moving this shit from our inventory so interested to see what's going to keep happening this next article comes to us from guns.com and this is coming out of washington uh there is a new bill require that is going to require retrofitting guns to be smarter and basically what this is if you don't know what it is it's um, basically saying that you have to have some sort of like fob uh, to operate your firearm. Now, if you ask me, the reason why guns are 
so robust and works so well, especially under such um, austere conditions, which, you know, firearms sometimes do have to be used under these austere conditions, is because the fact that they are mechanical and not electronic. Uh, I, you know, I have a taser, and I've tried to use that motherfucker before, and I've only tried to use it twice. And both times that motherfucker failed. You know, anytime you have electronics, something that's battery operated, that motherfucker will be prone to prayer, to fail in the worst possible instances. Uh, you know, the first time I pulled it out um, and the motherfucker didn't even turn on. And I was like, well, shit. Uh, and that was a battery issue. And, you know, with tasers, they recommend that you t- test them every fucking day. So that, you know, I'll say that one was me. The second one, uh, I pulled it out, turned it on. It worked. Uh, this motherfucker kept trying to charge me, and I tried pulling the trigger, and it didn't go. I was like, well, fuck. Now I'm, now I'm really fucked. But just fortunately, that dude saw that, oh, shit, he's got his taser out. It's on. It's on me, and he stopped because he didn't want to take that ride. So uh, that is a, you know, a good thing in regards to uh, the intimidation of it. But, uh, you know, if you have electronic components to firearms, and, and, you know, that's something I think is dumb as fuck uh, whenever I see some of these electronic accessories like round counters for handguns or whatever the fuck it may be. I think these people, uh, you know, I I don't want to add shit to my firearm that is going to enhance its propensity to fail. So I'm not a huge fan of that kind of shit. Um, You know, optics... Everybody has backup iron sights just because they do not trust that optic to work in regards when, you know, when it comes time to shit or get off the pot, when the shit hits the fan, they don't trust that optic to be their only source of aiming. So they always have backup irons. That's something that you see in everything. So, you know, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with this. Uh, And, you know, there is a bill, I think in New Jersey that says as soon as the first smart gun is sold, in New Jersey, they're not allowed to sell any other firearm except for smart guns. So, with the constant push by you know the left in regards to trying to infringe upon our Second Amendment rights, they are just going to try and constantly, always find little avenues of attack in regards to our Second Amendment rights, and that is what's going on in Washington. It's already happened in New Jersey, and so on and so forth. The next article comes to us from Amoland, and I'm telling you, I, I, I look and see who listens to this podcast. You know, I can look at the demographics to see, uh, you know, what podcast platforms you guys are listening on, to see what states you guys are from, uh, you know, same thing with social media, and uh, New York, California, Texas, those are always my biggest listeners and my biggest followers on social media. Uh, so for all you people that listen in California, this one right here is for you. Uh, there is three new anti-gun bills being introduced in the California legislature. The first one is assembly bill 311. Uh, it prohibits the display or sale of any precursor firearms parts at gun shows in state and so-called precursor parts are not regulated as firearms under federal law. However, they could be regulated to being transferred by licensed vendors in California. California. So this could cut off uh, certain gun parts, AR-15 build kits, or you know replacement parts. Because you got to think, you know, they already got all that bullshit uh, assault weapons bans and all that kind of stuff in California. But you know there are things that are you know require you know new parts, springs, uh, gas rings, things of that nature. Uh, that would be you know get rid of that shit at gun shows. The next one, Senate Bill 264, bans the sale of firearms and ammunition at any state-owned property in order to ban gun shows at these venues. You got to think most gun shows are held at convention centers, fairgrounds, whatever. Uh, you know that is owned by the government, so that would end gun shows basically. And the next one is Senate Bill 252, the bill to ban bear hunting has been withdrawn by its author uh, because you know they're saying decisions regulating wildlife made by experts based on science and not by anti-hunting extremists. So. That's been banned, you know, withdrawn at the moment, but that is something they're looking at. And that's something, you know, a lot of people don't realize. They always talk about how, you know, you don't need this or that to go hunting. And, of course, the Second Amendment wasn't written for hunting. But I'm telling you, these fuckers do not give a shit if it's just about 
the right to defend yourself, they also want to just ban hunting, you know, because, you know, anybody that is in the, well, I don't want to say anybody, most people that are in the camp of leftism where they want to impose gun control, they're also going to be in the camp of, you know, animal rights activists and whatever it may be, and they want to make sure that you don't have your ability to hunt. And that is something that all these people need to say, you know, where they say, you know, I support the Second Amendment, but, you know, those motherfuckers need to understand that. This next article also comes to us from Ameland, and this piece of shit, uh, the title of it is Gun, uh, Continuing Gun Voter Portrayal, Rubio Adds Blacklist Red Flags. Now, they're trying to pass a national red flag law, and basically what it is, is anybody that's on the domestic terrorist watch list, so that could be the no-fly list, that could be whatever, you know, Homeland Security, ATF, FBI, DEA, whatever it may be, has committed, you know, considered you a domestic terrorist, they want to add you to the prohibited persons, so... Rubio has actually tried this before in 2016 as a kinder, gentler alternative to a bill being pushed by then Senate Majority Leader or Minority Leader Henry uh, Harry Reid, but he's kind of just fucking gone all out now. And I don't know what the fuck is up with Mark Rubio. I don't know if he is trying to maybe um, win re-election because I'm telling you he's seeing the the writing. Texas is going to be turning to a blue state because all the fucking people that are fleeing the liberal states, especially California. And, and this is something, if you listen to other podcasts, I know I do. I love Joe Rogan. Uh, love listening to Drinking Bros, all those other kind of people. Everybody's fleeing to Texas, especially around Austin. But even fucking Joe Rogan has said, you know, I understand that, you know, people are fleeing those states like California and they're moving to Texas because, you know, California their Traconian stupid fucking COVID rules that they had, they have completely decimated the make, you know, the ability of people to make their livelihoods. And not only that, just their social well-being. You know, people are social creatures. They are not supposed to be just left alone. Even though I, I, I love being left alone every fucking a while. I want to, you know, once in a while, I want to go out and hang out with my friends or just socially interact with people, you know, not maybe strangers, but at least people that are like-minded like myself that I know I could have a good time with. So they're fleeing California in droves and they're moving to places like Austin, Texas. And even Joe Rogan has said, you know, if you move from California into Austin, you know, Austin, even before this humongous just exodus of people from California into this area. It, Austin has been always a very liberal place, and people in Texas can back me up on this. I have cousins that live in Austin. I love them to death, but they're liberal as fuck, so that's a perfect place for them. So, you know, you can have Austin and let it be your little progressive uh, utopia in Texas, but you need to leave Texas the fuck alone. When it comes to state government, you need to allow the political ideology that has allowed Texas to be such an amazing fucking place. You need to let them continue to do the work that they do on the state level to make Texas a great place for people to live. And with that, you need to just don't bring your progressive leftist bullshit into Texas and and elect these people into uh, the U.S. Senate, the U.S. Congress, you know, House of Representatives, into the the governorship there, into the state legislature. You don't need to let that happen because you're just going to be turning that place into the progressive cesspool that these places that you're escaping now, that's what you're turning it to. And there's just a recent study where it showed people, you know, state populations, and it showed, you know, a massive exodus from the Northeast and from the West Coast, and they're moving all to the Southeast. And I can see it in Nashville. I can see it in Austin. I can see it in places like Asheville, North Carolina, all that kind of stuff. You know, these progressive just bastions that for some reason these peoples are moving into. Well, I don't want to say for some reason because these are great fucking places. I love Nashville. I love Austin. Uh, I love South by Southwest. I've, got, I've been to the music festival there several times. It's an awesome experience. Uh, but you don't need to bring that bullshit to that place and turn it into that bullshit. So 
So getting back on to fucking topic in regards to the little tangent I went to. But I guess Marco Rubio is maybe seeing the writing on the wall and he's wanting to maybe be more appealing to the new voter demographic that is flooding into Texas so that way he can keep his job because that's something that these fucking politicians always want to do. They want to, once they get into power, they want to stay into power. And they need to have term limits. I swear, they need to have term limits. I say two terms for senators and five terms for representatives. You know, so that way, at the most, you're in there 10 or 12 years. That's closely to what the president does. You know, the president can only be there for eight years. Uh, you know, I think that's something what they need to do. And so that way, these motherfuckers don't have to keep worrying about staying in power and can really either, I don't know if you would vote for their conscience or not, or maybe if they'd vote for lobbyists, but at least that way you don't have to worry about a, like my state Senator, uh, Richard Shelby, that motherfucker has been in the Senate for almost 50 years. So that piece of shit has been in there for almost 50 years. He's been there so long. He's even switched political parties. That motherfucker was elected a Democrat. And then in the nineties, he saw the political win in Alabama and he switched to being a Republican, but he still is, is kind of liberal on some bullshit. Uh, you could definitely tell he used to be a Democrat. So, you know, but there's nobody in this fucking state that can unseat Richard Selby just because he's been in there so long. He's had the connections to where he can, um, keep getting elected because he's got that money coming in. So that's bullshit in my opinion. And Mark Rubio can go fuck yourself because, uh, you know, and that's something else, you know, the NRA, the NRA has assigned Rubio an A plus rating. How the fuck can the NRA assign Marco Rubio an A-plus rating after first supporting red flag laws in 2016, and then now he's doing this bullshit? Fuck off. That's all I can say. If you want to go see that, go check out Amalane. Next article also comes to us from Amalane. Bank of America sells out gun and ammo purchasers as potential criminals. So... What is going on is Tucker Carlson of Fox News, love him or hate him, this is who uncovered the evidence, uh, has uncovered evidence that Bank of America is turning over private transactions records of its customers to federal investigators it believes need to be probed for extremism or even domestic terrorism. Uh, the move is made by the second largest, cor- that's what Bank of, Mer- Bank of America is. It is the second largest corporate bank in America with more than 16, 60, 60 million customers and 2.6 trillion dollars in assets they confirmed uh is whether the bank account uh credit or debit was in in washington dc between the fifth and the sixth uh purchases made at hotel airbnbs and dc virginia maryland after uh, january 6th any purchase of weapons or weapons related merchants between uh the seventh and any other upcoming suspected stays in the dc area around inauguration day and airline related purchases since january 6th so basically what they're doing is they're corroborating uh well i don't want to say correlating that's the word i'm going they're correlating gun purchasing to domestic terrorism if you have any of those indications right there so you know and that's what we were just kind of talking about in regards to Marco Rubio. You know, these motherfuckers, especially now that we have a Democratic president, you're going to be seeing uh, these people co- correlate domestic terrorism to things that are just, we don't think is domestic terrorism. Uh, you know, I support the Second Amendment. I would, you know, I participate in Second Amendment organizations and Second Amendment rallies uh, at my state house, you know, all that kind of stuff. The left probably might consider me a domestic terrorist. Uh, I also um, support other organizations, um, or not even necessarily support. I, I might just follow organizations uh, that are considered nationalist whatever the fuck you want to call it, uh, like pro-Texas, because I'm from Texas, I'm uh, like pro-Texas organizations, uh, things like that. They might consider that domestic terrorism because, uh, you know, Texas, even though what it's going on is always considered, you know, um, a pro-Second Amendment, pro, uh, you know, Tenth Amendment type, organi- you know, state, all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of bullshit, you know. Where's the due process in that? Uh, I'm very interested. All right, now here kind of goes the main story for our podcast today. If you have not noticed, 
uh, Biden has released a statement uh, today, and, well, this past weekend, basically. And, and by the way, I'm recording this on President's Day. I'm sorry I didn't get this shit out Sunday, but I completely completely forgot fucking valentine's day was sunday for some reason i thought it was saturday so i had like all my shit planned for saturday and then thursday uh my girlfriend was like oh by the way um you know what are we doing sunday and i'm like uh going to fucking church why well it's valentine's day oh shit my bad I th- for some reason i thought it was saturday so i had to kind of change my plans up a little bit so I'm recording this on President's Day, uh, but Biden has released a statement this past weekend, and it is in conjunction with the third anniversary of the Parkland shooting, uh, you know, with the coward from Broward down there. And he is stating that the administration will not wait for the mass sh- next mass shooting to heed the call. We will take action to end our epidemic of gun violence and make our schools and communities safer. Now, these are all quotes from the actual White House website. Today I'm calling on Congress to enact quote unquote common sense gun law reforms, including requiring background checks on all gun sales, including private sales, uh, banning assault weapons and high capacity magazines. So get your bullshit 10 round uh, limit and limiting eliminating immunity for gun manufacturers who knowingly put, you know, weapons of war on the streets, you know. So that is straight from the fucking horse's mouth in regards to Biden. Now, I have a uh, article from guns.com and also I have an article from CNN. Now, I understand the, the news source there, but CNN had the best coverage in regards to what they're doing uh, or being said and other um, politicians and shit in regards to that. Uh, so we've already talked about House Bill 157, and Pelosi has uh, released a statement saying that they are now working with Democratic Senate and a Biden uh, Biden Harris administration and will enact these and other life saving bills and deliver the progress to the Parkland community and the American people uh, who deserve you know whatever the fucking move my shit. So I lost <laughs> lost fucking sight of where I was reading from. Um, so. Senator, what's his, Senator Joe Manchin, a moderate Democrat from West Virginia, who provides him, who prides himself as a legal gun owner, and Senator Pat Toomey, a Pre- Pennsylvania Republican, have long championed background check plans that failed to pass twice in the last decade. The only other Republican to vote for this plan uh, in the Senate, in addition to Toomey in Maine, was Senator Susan Collins. So you already have a Pennsylvania Republican, uh, Senator Joe Manchin. And this Susan Collins, who, you know, Susan Collins and uh, Pat Toomey, they're Republican. You also have Joe Manchin, who is considered a moderate Democrat. Moderate, you know, he is touted himself as a pro-gun Democrat, but he has obviously said before that he wants to have universal background checks. So ending private sales, again, putting more of a burden on us gun owners. If we want to purchase a firearm uh, from a friend, a family member, let alone just something, uh, you know, if we want to purchase from some dude that's posting some shit on arms or the the local newspaper, whatever the fuck it may be, you know, whatever, whatever it is. So uh, that is, I'm telling you folks, this is coming down the pipeline. And to go with this, this is another article from guns.com and Democrats are seeking $300 million in taxpayer dollars for CDC gun reason. Now, the reason they're doing this, uh, in this house, in the house, it is house resolution 825 in the Senate. It is Senate bill 281. Uh, the first one has 48 co-sponsors. The second one, 36 co-sponsors. And so far, no Republicans signed on the proposal. Uh, but basically, what they're wanting is some sort of scientific facts that they can, and, and I shouldn't say facts, some sort of scientific data that has been done to give the facts out there, you know, their facts out there saying that this is a good idea, this is what we need to do, uh, you know, and I guarantee you they're going to try and, and use this current COVID bullshit as some sort of precursor and say, you know, well, we were so quick to work on COVID yet, you know, guns have killed X amount more, you know, X amount more people than COVID and we have done nothing and all this other kind of bullshit. And they're going to use the CDC, which all of a sudden, you know, because of COVID has a ton of, I wouldn't say a ton, at least in the media and into the average person that is uninformed. Uh, they have a lot more power, a lot more uh, respect, a lot more authority 
because, you know, the people that you see wear their fucking mask while driving alone in their car, uh, those are the kind of people that look and see what the CDC is releasing and be like, yes, I need to follow this because those people uh, are just just looking at the science. They're not looking at any sort of, of other stuff in, you know, and I'm not saying anybody at the CDC does this except for maybe the higher ups, you know, the ones that are, you know, uh, kind of owe their positions to political favors or whatever the fuck it may be. You know, that is something that they are going to, and they are going to look and show that this is why we need to have gun control. And I'm telling you, this is going to be worse than the crime bill in, what was it, 94, 92, whenever it was uh, passed, I think it was 94. Um, And they're not going to have a 10-year time limit to this one. This is something that's going to be, you know, passed and put into legislation for ever they're not going to make the same mistake tw- and this is something that we need to we need to be vigilant we need to make sure that our representatives our senators they do not fucking fall asleep behind the wheel and allow this shit to pass this is something where we need to join our second amendment advocacy groups join the second amendment foundation join the firearms policy foundation fire policy coalition join the uh, uh gun owners of america help fucking don't necessarily join the NRA, but donate to the NRA ILC. It's two separate organizations. Uh, you can donate strictly just to the NRA ILC, and you make sure that it goes specifically for lobbying and uh, litigation purposes. So that's something you can do. You also need to write letters. You also need to write emails, and you need to fucking call. You need to do all three. You just can't call and leave a message because only the fucking interns are going to see that. Same thing with emails. If you do letters, then the letters have to be archived. So it actually gets seen by more than just an intern who's just going to shoot you back a quick email. Uh, you know, I, it was in reference to a different, uh, but you know, I emailed one of my new senators, fucking Tommy Tuberville, dumb fuck, uh, and it, you know, he emailed me back um, like three weeks later, and it was some bullshit generic email that had absolutely nothing fucking to do uh, with the reason I emailed him. And, uh, you know, it, it was completely even about other shit. It was like, you know, he's he's doing this in regards to the impeachment hearings and all this bullshit. I'm like, fucker, I did not even email you about the impeachment hearings. I was emailing you about something completely different. And, uh, he, you know, if you're going to send me that bullshit generic email, you could at least have had a quick response. So that way I can think, oh, well, that's just some automated email that he sends out. No, this motherfucker had to sit around for three weeks before he finally decided, oh yeah, I got to send this bullshit automated email out to the, you know, to, to this uh, constituent because he emailed me three weeks ago. You know, it just showed me that he doesn't give absolute zero fucks. Uh, you know, and I'm not saying politicians normally give a fuck about their constituents. Some do. I'll flat out say some, you know, I'm, I'm gonna ma- not going to make a, a generic blanket statement and say n- no politicians give a fuck about their constituents. I have actually met some decent politicians, more so at the state level and local level than at the federal level, but I have no maybe two that are at the federal level that are actually worth a damn, uh, you know, talk to them, uh, been to their meetings and shit. Anyway, so this is something that you need to do. You need to join those organizations. If you have any money, and I understand that this is a hard time for because of the COVID, you either might not have a job, you might have reduced pay, you might have lost money, whatever it may be. Donate anything you can. If you have a change jar, just donate whatever in the change jar to these organizations. Second Amendment Foundation, Gun Owners of America, FPF, FPC. And then you need to write, call, and email your representatives and your senators at the federal level. And let them know that you do not want any gun control. And if you do pass any gun control, then I will make it my mission to make sure that the next election that comes up, that you will lose your job, just like all those politicians did after Obamacare. And that's what's happened. You know, a lot of people were pissed off about Obamacare, and that's why the Republicans ended up getting the majority after that, because people were just pissed off about Obamacare. They just shoved it through, didn't give a fuck what was in it. They just were told, hey, we need to pass this because this is important to the presidency. So they're like, all right, here's here's my vote. You got it. We need to fucking hold their feet to the fire. And you don't need to just do it once. Maybe do it once every other week or once a month. You know, don't just flood them with shit because then they're going to see you as some kind of spammer, troll person that just is, you know, whatever. Do it once every other week or once a month. And let them be reminded that 
you know, hey, I'm just a normal dude, the, the type that gets out and vote, that votes your ass in, and that you need to make sure that this bullshit doesn't pass because this is an infringement on my constitutional rights. It has it. It will get overthrown in the Supreme Court. I have 100% certainty that some bullshit like this will get overthrown in the Supreme Court unless they pack the courts. Uh, and because of that, it's your ass come election time. I'm going to make sure that you do not ever hold political office in any of my uh, fucking you know states, counties, towns, whatever it may be. Make sure you never have a fucking elected position ever again. And that's what we need to do. Alright, and let's go ahead and start wrapping up the main segment. We got some good news, got some interesting news. Uh, first one comes to us from Ammo Land. And I thought this was interesting. Uh, in 2020, um, no, no, not 20, it just says um, there is... 512,315 NFA weapons applications and a massive backlog backlog of firearms industry uh, FATD reviews, which is basically uh, them saying, hey, is this legal for us to make? That kind of stuff uh, are still pending, but the ATF pri- uh, ATS priority in 2021 is more diversity. It's fucking stupid. So basically, they're stating that they sh- they are having a quota of 25% of all special agents and industry operations inspectors uh, must present rep, must represent you know diversity minorities all that. even though they have that much of a backlog fucking ridiculous just goes to show you know that's what they fucking care it, it's so stupid uh, some more bullshit is from Emiland new push from microstamping proponents claim technology arrived now if you don't know what microstamping is this is basically just having a serial number on any ammunition that um, you know, it's a way to try and trace people in regards to, um, it's, it's, well, it's another step of registration in your farms. They might not register the serial number, but they might register the micro stamp, which is a little, you know, little pieces and, you know, numbers or lines, whatever the fuck they want to do. Uh, whenever the firing pin hits the primer on the actual, uh, casing, it leaves that engraving. So that way, if they, you know, do do anything, they want to make sure, Oh, perfect example. They might go to a range and you know, this is after like a confiscation and you tell them, Hey, I don't have that gun anymore because it's bullshit. And you don't think they have the right to take your property from you, especially something that is guaranteed by more than one amendment, the second and the fourth. Uh, and you say, fuck off, you know, I, I don't have it anymore. Well, they go to the range and they know you visit there. They pull all the brass uh, because, you know, how often do you actually pick up every single piece of brass? How often? And they'll look at the microstamps and say, oh, this is the uh, microstamp for that gun that, you know, John Smith said that he doesn't have anymore. Uh, this gives us enough probable cause to search his house and see what we can find. So, again, it's just more of a fucking trap to ensnare lawful gun owners into trying to uh, basically, you know, take away their constitutional rights and try and put them in jail. Uh, This next actually comes to us from SCOTUS blog. It is an independence news analysis of this U.S. Supreme Court. It says independent, which you'll see. Anyway, the title of it is is 3D Printed Firearms and Liability for Police Shooting. Uh, This was on February 12th. And basically what this is, is there is a new, uh, you know, a new case that is possibly becoming for the Supreme Court. It is Jerwal v. Defense Distributed. Uh, Is dispute between the Attorney General in New York and Texas company that develops digital files used for 3D printing guns. Um, You know, in 2018, the Attorney General sent a cease to desist letter. And this is after Defense Distributed. I had won a case against the State Department because the State Department stated that um, they couldn't have this kind of material online because uh, it uh, violates ITARs uh, saying that, you know, you're an American company allowing companies from overseas uh, to possibly be able to take farms technology from America and purchase, you know, use it overseas, possibly against American interests. Well, they dropped that in 2018, and as soon as that happened, the Attorney General of New Jersey filed a cease and desist uh, to try and stop in defense distributed, and it has now gotten to the point where it could go uh, to the Supreme Court. This week, uh, there is a cert petition in front of the Supreme Court to consider this case uh, You know, as them to say, hey, have them to quit doing this, but it's up to the Supreme Court. They can either uh, take it. Uh, or, you know, 
they could leave it as in right now as it is, I should say. Um, the district court uh, dismissed the lawsuit, but the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit reinstated it, concluding that a reasonable jury could find, uh, you know, um, let me let me go back. This is another one. Uh, the Texas District Court dismissed the lawsuit, and the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit reversed and ruled that the case could proceed. Uh, so, you know, it, it's interesting to see. Definitely keep an eye out on this. Um, and the last article uh, comes to us from Firearms News, and it is the Second Amendment Foundation and Defense Distributed Win Court Victory in 3D Gun Case. Um, and you know what? Fuck it. This is an old article. I'm sorry. I should have, you know, at new, far, fucking farmsnews.com, uh, it showed a lot sooner, but this is actually from August 22nd, 2020. So, uh, my fucking bad, y'all. Uh, just fucking disregard that article. Uh, so with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the gun gear news and reviews. And also, before we do that, let's go ahead and talk about our sponsor at coldworkconcealment.com. If you haven't already, check out Cliff. Uh, he's an amazing dude. Uh, he makes amazing products. He's coming out with some awesome shit every day. And if you check out his social media, uh, either on Facebook or on Instagram, you actually see how Cliff does such an amazing job in regards to making sure that whatever he um, puts out is quality products. You know, there, there's things, there, there's pictures that sometimes he posts that he says, oh, you know, fucked up on these. And when honestly, when I'm looking at it, I'm like, I can't really find out where you fucked up on it. It looks, looks good to me. But he has such a high quality control for his holsters that if there is the littlest thing that is fucked up with him, he's going to scrap it and just continue on with the new sheet of Kydex because he wants to make sure that he puts out the best products. Uh, he has, you know, uh, discrete carry clips uh, in regards to his inside the waistband holsters. Uh, he has, uh, you know, amazing paddle holsters. He has amazing belt loop holsters. Uh, you know, I purchased one for a uh, supervisor of mine, uh, and I wanted to make sure that, you know, it, it was cool. It was 3D, pr you know, uh, not 3D printed, but it was sheep, you know, I guess you call it sheet printing, you know, where it's got like an image on the Kydex itself. It looks fucking badass. It actually is a thumb release. So it's a level, kind of like a level two. You have the retention of the Kydex and then you have a hood over the actual holster. Uh, it's fucking amazing. He loves it. He wears it all the time. Uh, so please check out Cliff at CoworkConcealment.com. Tell him that you heard him on, about him on 2A Lifestyle. And with that, let's go ahead and get into the next... All right, the first product we're going to be talking about is something that I actually uh, have put my hands on and used a little bit. So uh, a buddy of mine, uh, he got some AR-15 parts, thought he was going to build his own AR-15, uh, but he realized he couldn't do it, so he gave it to me because I, I built several of them. And uh, one thing that he got was a Sylvan Arms uh, hinge for the stock. And um, I know they have uh, just kind of come out with there's not, you know, I think it's like Gen 3 or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, and then, you know, of course, there's the almighty one, the Law Tactical. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of a copy of that one. And I've fucked with that uh, Sylvan Arms one. You know, it's about close to half the price of what the Law Tactical is. Now, one thing is that the Sylvan Arms one is made out of aluminum versus the Law Tactical, which I believe is made out of steel. So, you know, aluminum is not as strong as steel. Uh, but I'm telling you, this this Sylvan Arms one is, is pretty fucking badass. You know, I've never really fucked with the folding stocks like that before. Um, but, you know, I am pretty impressed on how it works. Uh, I am definitely going to be getting one. I, I told my buddy, I said, I'm going to be getting one. I'm probably going to get one Sylvan Arms one and one Law Tactical one uh, and just kind of carry one for maybe six months and then the other one for six months and then just kind of see how it goes after. After it's all said and done, I'm pretty interested to see, uh, you know, what's the differences, uh, you know, for holding up and all that kind of stuff, what it would be. Uh, it was kind of a pain in the ass, to, you know, that was the first one I ever installed, so it was kind of a pain in the ass to uh, install. And then not only that, you know, the instructions itself, the instructions are set up for if you already have an AR built. 
you know, the takedown, what you need to do, and then what you need to do to install it. Uh, but, you know, this one I was building, you know, from scratch, from uh, loose parts, from what my buddy gave me. And so I kind of had to look at it. And once I figured out, you know, how it works, it wasn't really that hard, to be honest with you. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, like I said, I fucked with it a whole bunch. I built it, uh, I think Friday, I was honest, I was fucking watching Apple TV uh, while I was building it. It took me like an hour maybe to build the whole, some fucking, I, you know, I'm six foot five. I got big fucking gorilla hands. Uh, you know, it's kind of tough for me to deal with those little fucking springs. And, you know, I just grabbed a couple tools cause I was like, eh, you know, I don't, I don't need everything, all the specialty armor tools to help with the build. So I just like used like a pocket knife on some shit and, and for, you know, pushing down some of the springs and the detents uh and that probably didn't make it that much easier but uh so it took me about an hour to build and like i said i, I told him i said man i'm digging this fucking sylvan arms uh you know hinge i'm loving it I- i'm gonna have to get me some and uh i'm interested to see what's gonna happen there next uh thing that we're gonna be talking about is from grace optics uh it is the m1 topless reflex site now i don't you know I don't know how I feel about this because, you know, the whole point of having, you know, a closed top is to help protect the glass. Now, looking at it, uh, there is a little bit of space between the glass and the top of the uh, mount that holds the glass or, you know, but... I just don't see, you know, I guess the point of it, and it's got like a little picture on it, and this is coming to us from the firearms blog. The point of it is so that way you can see more of the target, I guess, when you're when you're focusing on the dot. But shit, man, like, you know, the picture that they have, you know, oh, you don't see this guy holding this gun at you, but you can with ours, you know, and they're comparing it to like a Trigicon RMR. You know, I'm fucking paying attention, you know, the, the point kind of, you know, the reflex side is, you know, kind of both eyes open kind of deal. I, I'm just not, not a big fan of that. Not fucking with it. Next thing comes to us uh, is type 3 malfunction rounds. Uh, now, these are interesting looking little things. Now, one thing that I'm interested in is, um, is you know, I'm getting a 3D printer. Uh, just waiting for my setup to kind of get done. I was wanting to do the podcast setup. Uh, fucking girlfriend's moving in me with me, you know, with my two kids and also her two boys were all moving into my house. So I'm interested to see how we're going to go with that. Uh, so, you know, one thing I know that you can do with the 3d printers, you can print snap caps and that kind of stuff. So I'm pretty interested, but these are supposed to, uh, introduce double feeds. Now it almost looks like, uh, like a backwards, like almost like a backwards nerf, um, football, I guess you could say like, you know, the old nerf footballs that had like the wings on the back. Well, this has like the wings on the front of where the actual bullet would be in the case. And it's to, uh, simulate a, like a double feed or a failure to feed, uh, type situation. Um, so I mean, that's interesting, kind of an interesting concept. Uh, it's made out of nylon uh, and it, you know, simulates a type three malfunction, hence the name type three malfunction round is, you know, the name of the business. And this next thing, uh, is, you know, it's cool as fuck. And I tell you what, right now I'm ordering it right now. Uh, this motherfucker comes from mafarms.com and it is the magic ATF ball. Now this is funny as shit. Uh, it is a magic eight ball. But it has the ATF logo on one side, uh, and the purpose of it is, and and this is the description, have you ever had questions for your favorite bureau? Have you ever wanted to write them a letter, a love letter perhaps, or a letter on whether or not something you peacefully own should should put you in prison? Brother, put down your pen. Save yourself that $1 postage and spend $20 here. Try all of your burning questions for them and get responses as consistent and logical as a bureaucrat bureaucrat may provide. Simply taketh the ball into thy hand, gaze upon its answering orb, breathe unto it thy breath, shake three times and read. 20 custom answers, not a single one helpful. This looks awesome as fuck. It's only $20 uh, in... (laughs) It's funny, man. It's pretty good shit. Uh, I'm telling you. I'm going to get one. I'm, I'm ordering one right now, putting it in the cart, and uh, I'll let you. I'll put some pictures uh, up on the social media whenever I get it in, and I can show you some of the answers for it. So with that, go ahead and follow our social media. With that, let's go ahead and end the Gun Gear News and Reviews, get in the gun culture segment, and start wrapping this shit up. 
bottles can't break my heart tonight. Oh no, oh no. So take a shot with me. We'll go on and on and on and on. on. Take shots with me. We'll go on and on. We're holding on tonight. Well, in the Gun Gear news and reviews, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite movies. And I'm telling you, fucking Gerard Butler, man. He's a sexy dude. A fucking sexy guy. I always uh, fucking joke and tell people that if I would go gay for somebody, it would be Gerard Butler. Uh, but he has, in one of my favorite movies, is Olympus is Following. You know, you got the awesome, fucking amazing trifecta of Gerard Butler, Aaron Eckhart, and Morgan Freeman. Great gun movie. You know, it, it's... It's it's cool as shit. The premise of it, you know, that's something that I really liked about the movie is that you know, shit, man. There's really never been a movie about somebody taking over the White House, and um, I you know, I guess you could say uh, it it kind of happened January sixth, but not the White House. Anyway, fucking poor poor excuse for a joke. Um, anyway, so it's basically North Korean terrorists seize the White House, uh, and. You know, they make uh, Aaron Eckhart, who is playing the president, uh, do shit that he's not supposed to. And Gerard Butler, who is the lone Secret Service agent that is in the um, the White House when it goes down, he basically takes down all these motherfuckers. Well, obviously, having Secret Service, having North Korea, fucking White House, it's amazingly cool shit. So let's go ahead and talk about some of the guns in there. You have the Sig Sauer P229, uh, which is what most of the agents use, along with the Sig Sauer uh, P228, uh, also the P226, uh, which is what some of the Capitol Police have. Uh, you also have a Glock 17. You know, a lot of these are kind of generic guns just because, you know, a lot of law enforcement, all that kind of stuff. But there is also a Colt Combat Commander. That's pretty cool. Uh, and some machine guns, of course, you have the HK MP5A3. Uh, you have a uh, IMI Mini Uzi, which is what one of the Secret Services use. Also, you have FNP90TR, again, something else that the Secret Service uses. Plenty of Colt M4A1s, uh, Colt M16A2s, uh, HK416s. Uh, you also have a Remington 700 uh, you know, PSS, uh, M40A3 sniper rifle. Uh, Mark 14 Enhanced Battle Rifle. Lots of cool shit. You also have a GE M134 minigun. Uh, and this was in the uh, C-130, the Hercules uh, C-130 uh, that you flew over the White House. Uh, destroyed some of the uh, Secret Service emplacements. A Garwood Industries M134G minigun. Uh, you also had an FN M240, uh, which was fucking badass. Also had a Browning M2, uh, M60, uh, some of the other things they had was RPG-7, uh, also had a uh, RM M203, uh, you know, 40 millimeter launcher, you had FM, or FIM-92 Stingers, I'm telling you, this is a great fucking movie, man, like, if you guys hadn't seen it, go check it out, man, uh, it, last I checked, I believe it is still on Netflix, uh, it was on Netflix recently. I don't know if that's changed since January 6th. You know, maybe they might have removed it because they thought it was insensitive. Who fucking knows? But check out Olympus Has Fallen. They also have, you know, sequels to it. London Has Fallen. Angel Has Fallen. All three of them. Great fucking movies. Great fucking shoot them out, you know, shoot them up type movies. Action movies. Check it out. Awesome shit. With that, let's start wrapping this shit up. Well, ladies and gents, I want to greatly appreciate you to listening to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. Uh, again, if you aren't subscribed to wherever you're listening to this podcast, that is the best way for you to keep up with what's going on. Also, it is the best way to uh, keep up with uh, new episodes. Also, if you can, leave us a review wherever you can. It is the best way for people to find us when they're looking for gun-related content. We have 16 five, I think is the last time I checked, 16, 16 five-star reviews on iTunes. Those are rookie numbers. We can bump that shit up. That's good stuff. I love 16 five-star reviews, but I would love to have some more. So if you're listening, if you have an iPhone, 
please go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, leave us a comment, tell us how we're doing, uh, let other people know what you think about the podcast. Also, go ahead and check out our social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MeWe, Discord, all under 2A Lifestyle. Uh, That's the best way to keep up with stuff in between podcasts. Also, check out our website, 2alifestyle.com, for now. Uh, As soon as it gets bumped over to the new website, we will let you guys know. We have a little uh, swag store up there. You can get yourself a 2A Lifestyle mask for wherever you got to wear these dumbass masks uh, out there, you know, where you're required to. Also, check out our Patreon. Again, anything you guys give us, it goes straight back to this podcast. Got this new amazing MacBook set up. Uh, got this new, uh, you know, the the fucking um, microphone. <laughs> I had a brain fart there. The microphone uh, a while back. You know, everything is greatly appreciated. And everything that you guys give us goes back into making a better product for you guys. Also, reach out to us at 2alifestyle at mail.com. That is the best way to reach out to us or on uh, social media uh, on a private message. Let us know how we're doing. If you have anybody that you want on the podcast, you know, we talked about uh, having Bushmaster on. Uh, we've tried to get some TikTok, TikTok content creators on. If you have somebody that you want uh, on the podcast, let us know. You know, that's how we've had most of our guests. You know, I'll, I'll put all people on here that I think are cool, but you know, if you want to hear somebody that you know, uh, let us know. We'll, we'll reach out to them and see if we can get them on here. Uh, I greatly appreciate you guys listening. See you guys in another two weeks. Hope you had a great Valentine's Day and President's Day. And until then, keep on enjoying that 2A lifestyle. Oh,